welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Story Break, the Writer's Room podcast where three Hollywood professionals have an hour to turn a humble idea into a pitch for an awesome movie. I'm your host, Franny Wong. I'm Will Campos, and I'm a screenwriter. And you sound so <laughs> nervous. No, I'm not. I just, I feel like this is going to be a classic old school break. This is going to be an old school story break episode. No, no, no ifs, ands, buts, or nuts about it. It's going to be, it's just going to be like a, like an OG. It's going to be an OG episode. I feel like it's going to be just a classic. What's, Love what's it. an OG episode? Like an original episode, original gangster story break episode. <laughs> You know, like just like we did back in the good old days when we were starting out this podcast, just a simple little we IP. In, back when we were in the low to mid double digits, just a simple little IP that could that we're like, hey, let's we got this little this pure honest little video game franchise. We're gonna make a movie out of it. I'm Will Campos. I'm a screenwriter. Moving on. <laughs> I'm Matt Arnold. I'm a writer director. All, All right. right. You well, know, this is the sign is that we none of us had a wacky joke for our name. How did we? Okay. Because usually it's like like I have something to kind of, you know, goof off of. Like, yeah. And then Matt's like, oh, you stole the goof I was going to do. But it's just Frogger, guys. It's just a Frogger. Just a Frogger. There's, there's three stories. There's man goes on a journey. <laughs> stranger comes to town and frog crosses freeway. <laughs> I think that's frog goes on a journey. This is maybe okay. a little bit the spiritual successor to why did the chicken cross the road? A little. Why bit. did the chicken cross the road too? Why did the frog cross the road? Yeah, exactly. no, I understand why frogs cross the road. Is there? That's okay, true. It has built into the game. So let's talk a little bit about Frogger. So Frogger is a uh, 1981. classic 1981 video game. Uh, look, we all know Frogger. We all know that classic wacky get, frog. Can we get your mom to call in and? explain frogger to us i could probably call my mom right now and she would be able to explain what frogger is like this could be the first will's mom explains what frogger is segment <laughs> on the show um everyone knows frogger it's it's you know it's the the game where the you gotta get the frog across it's the a, road with the logs it's and, a classic was it on atari originally i mean correct it, it was an arcade, arcade game originally games. by konami so for those that don't know it's a classic arcade game where you play a frog and the game was you had to cross a street with a bunch of moving cars and then a river with a bunch of logs and crocodiles. And you just keep crossing the street and the river until you get a high score. Incorrect. You have five frogs. There are different homes for the frogs at the end. You must maneuver all five into their slots. There is a little bit of strategy into this. Please do sure. not okay. smirch the good name of classic arcade golden age Wait, video Is the story that there's five different frogs? You are five. You are perhaps a family of frogs. So that is interesting because it's either you have multiple frog lives. Um, are, is it you're trying to get all five frogs across the road? Uh, those count as the players' lives, yes. So you are trying to get, but it's not like, no, but okay. it's here's my question. Okay, now we're one frog because they did more froggers as time went on, including 3D froggers, which I played all the time on my original PC, and that was very clearly a character called Frogger. Mm. There, okay, yeah, that's kind of that's kind, but it, I wouldn't surprise me if it was like this whole time we've had it wrong, and you actually play a, a squad, a getaway squad of five froggers trying to get back to their safe houses after a bank heist or something. I mean, each we just did hungry, hungry hippos. I each really want to do a frog. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, okay, you're just breaking the rules of the original. That's not no no the, no. That's not breaking five. the rules. There, there are, are not five frogs. There are not five frogs. Yeah, there are. 
Because if you do that level right, you fill up all five slots. Yeah, yeah, at that's top true. Of the game. That's do just, not come at me with this map. I go starts, to this arcade every day. I play Frogger. I'll beat you in Frogger. Oh, the game starts you want with this? Three, we're going to do you it. You want this? The game starts with three, five, or seven frogs, depending on the settings used. Those are counted as the player's lives. Not individual frogs, Freddy's. The player's lives. Holy from Wikipedia. shit, you have never played this game. Also known as, uh, also known as Frog's Homes. So, Plural. But here, no, Frog Homes. But here's my question, because if I seem to remember this right, at the end of the map, when you put a frog into the home and then it jumps to the next frog, like that fro- that home is blocked it's off blocked. now because there's a frog in it. Yes. So the, there's not, it's not like you're the same I, frog coming back. There's already a frog in that home. I like to think that, considering, because again, the, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the whole frogger canon. So Freddy's, a, Freddy's clearly a, a, you know, a classical traditionalist when it comes to frogger lore. But my, my pitch in terms of that lore would be, Frogs got to keep moving. They got to keep finding food. I think it's that they go to a home and that home is stepped on or washed away by rain or whatever it is. And then, you know, they got to go out and find more food. And when they come back, that, that home's gone. They got to find a new home. Regardless. There's Regardless, I don't want to do five different frogs. Well, it's like five? a frog family. Okay. What are we get? Okay. Let's just decide this first important thing. If we're going to do is five different frogs. Is it but one frog or a family of Are frogs. you ignoring all the other Frogger I'm, games? Look, I don't want to rush into a hey, decision. Last time I checked, Matt, we're doing a break on Frogger, not Frogger's Journey, the Forgotten Relic, not Frogger Evolution, That's a game. not motherfucking Frogger Inferno, not Frogger 3D, not Frogger Decades, you, okay, not Frogger on, Hyper hold, Arcade Edition, but Frogger. Freddy hold on, stop. Up. Hold on, I gotta hear more about Frogger Inferno. Yeah, yeah is that, that, this up. Because that it, is that what I think it is? I'll, I'll, I'll quote you IGN's re- 5 out of 10 review of of Frogger Inferno. Fro- old Frogger should cut down on the turkey chili. A few months ago, somebody from Konami <laughs> asked me what I thought could be added to Frogger to make it better. I thought long and hard and finally came up, I don't know, fire farts? Lo and behold, Frogger Inferno is here. You fart fire in Frogger Inferno. Wait, what? Yes. Wait, I don't, you're going to need to, I'm going to need because more I think explanation. It, I think it because it, it creates a fiery path behind each of your jumps, which means you have to, you know, navigate that maze that your previous oh, path. Oh, but okay. So, but it's not that Frogger got hit by a car and now you're guiding Frogger Virgil-like through the various <laughs> circles of Frog Hell, that which is what good. I was assuming Frogger's Holy Inferno was. shit. Frogger's Inferno. Okay. Hold on. Uh, uh, okay. You might have just already broken this right here, baby. It's Frogger, right? And we know how Frogger goes. You go, and it's like it's it's a binary. You either make it to your home, you make it across the perils of the road, or not. Why now? Why is this one different? Because this one, old Froggy Boy, gets splatted by a fucking semi, and we're going to hell. I mean, frog that'd be hell. a hell of a way to start a kids' movie. Is you introduce <laughs> this little adorable frog character voiced by like Seth Rogen or whoever you get for it, and, <laughs> and he's jumping across the road, and it's all exciting. And it's like, oh, he's got to get home to his family or his four brothers, and they're crossing the road, and then swoom, a semi truck hits, and the gut spot Frogger. You're like, holy shit, they killed Frogger in the teaser of this movie, and then it cuts to hell. And Frogger's got oh, no, Then it cuts to a James Bond title sequence type of thing. <laughs> As he's where, falling. Where Frogger's plummeting into the afterworld. And Adele is singing the theme song. And there's a bunch of Frog silhouette, tasteful silhouettes of lady frogs. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, it'd, be, it'd definitely be like a dissection table. Okay. Um, it's just it's like that. It's like the sixteen millimeter grain, like shots of like a frog being dissected, and it's like yeah. flashing. It's like <laughs> it's like whoa, it's like really intense. And then Frogger's gotta make his way back to the land of the living and yeah. crosses like the river. This is Greek. This is classic. Yeah, that's the, the the last river is the river, river Styx <laughs> that he's got to get past, Holy and it's shit. the boatman on his boat. And like, the last you know, highway, the highway to hell. Yeah, ACDC shows up. It's like a big <laughs> Pee Wee's Adventure movie. The it's ending like a, is he has to cross the highway to hell and the river Styx. Well, that's story break, guys. That's the Frogger movie. Um, I love it. Okay. Um, I love it. What if we just did classic arcade games and we gave ourselves 10 minutes each? <laughs> we just did like lightning round, 12 classic arcade, like, like, a, like, a, like a Namco fun pack. For <laughs> Namco the PS1. fun pack for the PS1, but in podcast form. Because we just did Frogger. If we all sound a little loopy, it's because this is actually a Saturday because we have to record an extra episode this week because Freddy's going on vacation because he finished ACD. This is loopy for- to the max. And if you like I- loopy, loopy, thirsty boys, then boy, oh boy. Okay, I will say that I. I'm okay with I'm okay with this idea. Yeah. Story Break is the only podcast where you also get to hear them break what the podcast is going to be about every week. <laughs> I'm okay with this idea, but I don't think we fully broke in the Frogger movie. No, not at all. I don't think you can. I don't think we could call that a. So I would. What I would. We need to do right now is establish some terms. Like what is like we have ten minutes per segment. Okay, so we spent about five minutes on Frogger so far. So I think Ish. we give ourselves another five minutes to round out Frogger, and we got to get a five act. We're not going to be able to get five acts of every movie in 10 minutes that's what you think matt oh my god but it's that attitude get get richard die trying all right all right so we've got five minutes to finish frogger and then we're on to the next classic video game and here's what i'm gonna say i think freddy freddy is gonna be our vgj yep and he's just gonna (laughs) throw video games at us and then the two of us have to just go through them 10 minutes of pop yeah okay here's the answer that needs to be here's the question that has to be answered to figure out the final bits of this why is frogger going home where's he going where's what's at home where was he jumping to what did that what did that truck rob from him okay so um uh a lady frog is mm-hmm. probably the most obvious thing. Or maybe it's Oh, his it's his spawn. It's, it's Odysseus little... and it's like there's a lady frog and a uh, he's got like and a his... bunch of four suitors. Yeah, well, yeah, this is what you do. This the it's the other one. It's the there's a bunch of suitors. Okay. Oh, oh, okay. I've got it. I've okay. got it. This 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 merges the nexus, right? There's five frogs at the start. Imagine five imagine frogs five on the edge frogs of the on street. the edge of a highway. Okay. So you do there's like five frogs, but and like our frog, the main frog, Frogger, is trying to get back home to his wife, right? Mm-hmm. And then he's also there with these like these four horny boys he went on an adventure with, right? And they're just trying to get home. It's like the Odyssey. Maybe they're the Budweiser frogs. He Maybe leads, they're not. He leads his way. He leads his troop of the, across the road, and they let him get pasted by a truck. And now they're like, we're going to go. It's Odysseus style. Like, they're going to like, we're going to go be like, oh, we're so sorry that Frogger died. But, like, you know, they're going to try to swindle his old lady, essentially, and his son. And now it's like the Odyssey, and he's got to get through hell itself to get back to stop them. And he comes back as an old man, and he has to shoot an arrow through a bunch of axe he has to, No, no. If he you, has to shoot his tongue through a oh! bunch of <laughs> to hit a fly through a bunch of uh, wait, uh, you, lily pads wait, with all in it. What you need is you need uh, you need what Frogger was going to do when he got there before he got hit by the truck, and then how that changes when after he's gotten hit by the truck and he makes it through. Like Odyssey is a is a story of pride. Yes, and so it would what be is like, Frogger's sin? Was Frogger going to cross the street and tell his wife like we're through because I'm because he's a coward or something? And then like this time when he when he finally makes it home, he's like I love you and I'm going to take care of. Here's what it is. Here's yeah. what it is. Here's what it is. Is that Frogger is like he's all about the road, man. Mm-hmm. And so he was coming home to break up with his old lady. Yes, like he was coming home to tell them like Listen, I'm I'm joining the I'm I'm going to the next town or whatever maybe like he's a crook like is he a criminal like, i would do those four boys are his like you know that's like 
Yeah, it would be like it's a little bit like um, Conker's Bad Fur Day, which is brilliant. Which is like it's like you know it's a guy who's settled down finally, but mm-hmm. he's hangs out with like the old you know the old fat bros where they were going to you know where they used to party. He's like, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't settle down. Maybe I should keep partying. Mm-hmm. And that's what he was gonna go do. He's gonna say like, you know. He was even too cowardly to break up with her. He's just going to tell her, hey, I'm going on an adventure with my four bros. And, like, if you can't handle that, you can break up with me or oh, what? Oh, and, you know, he was coming home for his loot. Because yes. he's got loot. Here's that, that way, so it's not like they're, they're all just, it's not this gross misogynist thing. Yeah, like yeah. They're all just coming home to, like, you know, like, to run game on his lady yeah, or whatever. Yeah. You would do, he's got, like, his life savings, right? Yes. Like, socked away in his little froggy hole. Now they had and just so, been planning. He freaked out because they were planning, like, the house they were going to buy. Yeah, and the and swamp. All this stuff. They were yeah. going to move to the swamp. He's a city swamp. frog, right? He's a city like, frog. He, they're like, she's like, I'm worried about you running across the street every day. He's like, I'm a city frog. I can't slow down. Like, yeah. I've got my life out here, right? So you would do, yeah, he and his frog bros were going to, he was going to come home, get the money, yeah. and tell his wife like i'm leaving to go on a life of adventure essentially yes. and then he, he gets goes run on over adventure. but then the, so the ticking clock is the four bros set him up and they're going back to his house to steal his money yes. so that's what originally he's going back for yes. but then in as he's going through the what are the layers of frog hell well there's like um, there's lust which is just <laughs> surrounded by flies right? well it's i just think flies everywhere and it's just like oh the frogs are just like, oh okay. yeah he definitely finds like the the sexy uh uh what's the what's cersei the, oh no sorry that would be gluttony you know what lust and gluttony are probably what's the, what's I think What's the woman on the island? uh, Cersei. Cersei, yeah. yeah. And then she's like, you can have all the flies you want here. And he's like, oh, I totally forgot about my wife and getting back home. And he's eating flies yeah, yeah, for like yeah. a thousand years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do, it's years. the seven layers of hell, essentially, yeah. that the city represents. The nine layers. Uh, the nine layers. Well, well, no, no, but I was going to say you make the seven deadly sins. Plus oh, two. I see, I see, so it's see, nine layers because it's seven deadly sins plus two more frog sins. Frog-related sins. What are two frog-specific sins? Dry skin. <laughs> <laughs> That's not really a sin. That's just. No, I'm sorry. Listen, I I suffer from mild eczema, Matt, and that is fucked up. What you just said. Uh, frog sins, jumping. Oh, fear, dude! Splashing your lily pad. You know what I'm saying? Like if you go too hard off that lily pad, you will ruin that lily pad. Splashing the lily pad. Splashing the lily pad. Splashing the lily pad. Abandoning your t- tadpoles. What's something with tadpoles? No, they definitely abandoned them tadpoles. They're out. Yeah. Eating um, tadpoles. Oh, eating tadpoles. <laughs> eating tadpoles. Okay, so those are the two layers, right? Because and then as he's going, he he's kind of like seeing people from his, you know, like people that have died in his one life. Minute, he meets one his minute, father, one senior frat, you know, Mr. Frog, senior frog. Who's his Virgil? I don't know. Is it like a spiritual like dragonfly that like goes around like he can't eat him? But I like it mean? being a fly. Yeah, yes. I like it, yeah. a fly that he would normally it's eat. It's a fly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. So all right. To wrap it up, we got thirty seconds for an elevator pitch. Okay. So Frogger's running across the road to get home to uh, to take his money to go live a life in the city instead of moving into the swamp with his old lady. But his four friends shove him across the road and they get run over. Now they're going for his money. So now he's going to go through hell itself, the seven layers of frog hell, including dry skin and messing her in eating tadpoles, uh, being led by a fly who's kind of like his Jiminy Cricket, like his con. And as he comes back out the other side, he's going to realize there's no place like home. He's going to chase off those bad guys and save the day and move to the swamp. That's Frogger. All right. Clear your minds, ladies and gentlemen. Clear your minds. I don't remember what we just did. Clear your minds. We're going to, we're moving on to a surprise hit from 1982 where the protagonist had to build hamburgers across multiple levels <gasps> while being pursued. Ladies and gentlemen, we're doing Burger Time. Burger the clock time. starts now. Ready, explain Burger Time really quick. Burger Time is a game. It's a little bit like a Donkey Kong kind of thing where you had multiple levels and you had ladders. And what you're trying to do is you're trying to run across giant hamburger pieces to drop them into uh, 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 these trays at the bottom of the screen in order to make burgers. So this is like, what is it? The Borrowers at, or, or uh, Secret World of Arietta? I feel like it's a small... 
It's a very oh, tiny small person. person. Kind of rat tattoo. Yes, a very tiny person. Because if you're gonna do it based off the graphics, it is definitely this person. Oh yeah, this person size of hamburger patties. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, was, I was thinking of root beer tapper. No, uh, no, no. Root beer okay, tapper so yeah. is in the same vein of arcade games that require like cooking and like creation of food, but burger time. It's, okay, so yes, it's a tiny little. Yes, if you look at the art, it's a tiny little. Imagine a tiny bur- slider size. Imagine chef. four burgers on the edge of a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> so this is called burger, burger time. The burger time chef falls through a parallel dimension, and it's called burger time sliders. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. JK, JK, JK. That's a free one. That's a freebie. Okay. Oh, um, no. all right, Secret look. world of Arietti is not a bad sort of yeah, not a bad. Or, or is it a curse? Or does this person? Or is this famous arrogant chef? He got shrunk get down. Get shrunk down to size. Oh, <laughs> You're too big for your britches, buddy. And then they get shrunk down to size. And then he's going to give up at first because he's had it easy. He's had his whole life easy as you do. You do like a privileged like super chef who's had everything handed to him. And when he first gets shrunk down, he's going to give up. But they're like, you can't overcome this. So, okay, okay, okay. So he's a burger. He's a f- world-famous burger chef. chef. <laughs> you know, like Ronald McDonald. Like a Ronald McDonald. Or a Mr. Oh, Wendy's. Oh, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Wendy's, yes. De- okay, so he's Dave like Dave a- Thomas, you, you harlequin <laughs> okay. you idiot. Okay, <laughs> it's, maybe it's like an undercover boss type thing. Mm-hmm. Imagine that <laughs> it's like he's going to learn, because he's like this, this, this burger magnate, right? Yes. That has, he's like the king of burgers. And then he's going to get through a freak accident, shrunk for some reason, which we'll figure. Oh, because they're doing new mini burgers. Oh, it's it's like lab grown meats. You no, know what I mean? Oh, it's oh, like oh, I was oh, hold on. I was gonna say you do like in the in the sort of Skunk Works R and D division of Burger Time Burgers. Um, <laughs> they're working on miniature burgers, right? Or like they're like we're gonna shrink the burgers and it'll save on shipping. Then we'll just yeah. resize them when they get to the uh, restaurants, right? And then so you do a freak accident. He gets shrunk instead of the burgers. Yes. And now it's like a, and now it's a, a and then he's got a. These burgers are going to, these burgers are going to replace, yes, because they're they're, they're new, be- they're new, there's like scientific, right? it's going to save the world. These burgers are going to save the world because they're doing this big worldwide international thing where all the sort of like magnates of industry are coming to try these burgers out because this is the big pitch for the, right? Maybe well, I mean, now, now he sounds like a hero. No. If he's a man who's made a burger that's going to save is about, the world. This is about the money. This friend, is about the, the money profit, and getting rid of juice. employees. Maybe he started out for the right reasons in the burger industry, <laughs> but now it's time for him to remember in why, fact, why he, he got into burgers in the first place. In fact, place. so that miniature food that doesn't grow big doesn't actually save the world. I feel like actually these burgers take like five times the number of resources for some reason, but <laughs> are still going to make him personally more money. Oh, interesting. Okay, I like okay. that they're shrunk down burgers. Yeah. And then... That's how he gets shrunk. Yeah. So why? So what's his adventure now? Like that's his problem. Well, I thought when you were saying that it was like a secret boss was going to be like he comes in and pretends to be like the bur- the burger chef and he's getting ready to fire everybody on camera. He's gonna be like, oh yeah, this is gonna be. And then he gets shrunk down and it's kind of like that Frasier episode where he's judgmental of everybody on on Christmas Eve and then everybody and the all the homeless people and like people that are like alone on Christmas Eve all end up being really nice to him. Mm-hmm. It's like, even though he's shrunk down, all these guys are like, he's like, well, I guess like if he was pretending to be the head chef at this restaurant as a secret boss and he gets shrunk down, everybody's response is actually like, don't worry, buddy, we all got tough days. Like, even though you're four inches tall, we're still gonna work for you and figure things out or whatever. And then he's like inspired by everybody. But I don't know what that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I like, okay, so it's like a fall from grace type star. It's yeah. like, you know, and he's gonna work his way up from the bottom. Yeah. And, and then when he gets large again, finally they're like, wait a second, you're Dave Thomas. Yeah. And they're like, oh shit, I guess we're fired. He's like, no, 
you all get raises. <laughs> just like everyone else at my company. Just I, like, well, no, just you guys. You guys help to be. Everybody you else. guys are all corporate CEO, CEOs now. We are going to have to slash several thousand jobs to pay for this. Um, okay, that's all fun. That's all fun. I'm trying to like, why does he have to run around making giant burgers? That's what I'm kind of missing right now. Like the if I'm the video game executive, I'm like, this needs more giant burgers. How much time do we have, Freddie? We okay. are about three, four minutes in, so okay. we got about six minutes left. Okay. If it was okay, okay. <laughs> this is gonna be my this is gonna be my attempt to solve. It's essentially burger solvent travels meets honey, I shrunk the kids. Okay. So, okay. So <laughs> it's a it's a guy who's like the profits are down, and all he wants to do is find a way to make money. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of like the spoiled, he's like the new kid, he's like the new CEO. His dad died recently, mm-hmm. and he's like, "I'm going to find out. I'm going to find out how these lazy workers actually do things." He's like, sir, we've given you reports. Like, I got to go on the ground floor and see what's really like. So he disguises himself and he goes to work at like you know one of the problem restaurants or whatever. It is. Okay, and you do the problem at the restaurant. It's like it's this this this, uh, this burger time is struggling. There's like mm-hmm. a new mall that's opened up or whatever it is. That's like right. The corporate world is destroying these small burger places, and he's the new boss, and he's coming. He pretends to be the new boss, and then yes, he gets shrunk down in size for some reason. <laughs> Okay, so you would okay, maybe because right. then what you do is this is because the low point would be he's even though he's gonna get big the next day like he's gonna get he's because even though he's been making burgers and running the place well he's too small to eat those burgers so he still doesn't taste any burgers along the way and then what happens is his head chef like the guy like his like sidekick or whatever like mm-hmm. the like the like the friends on the train in Sullivan's travels it's like before his final day as boss because he maybe he finds out that he's actually the boss he cooks him a very tiny burger so he can <laughs> taste it and he takes a bite and after a tough day he's like you know what these burgers are goddamn delicious what you guys do this isn't about money this is about sometimes you just need a good old piece of beef between two baddies <laughs> <laughs> that's why my dad got into this business that's why my dad got this business anyways well, he has he has a flashback to his a Ratatouille flashback to his dad flipping yeah. up burgers at home when he was working on the recipe. It was oh, always about oh. what you find out is the reason this restaurant is doing worse mm-hmm. is because this chef's actually putting he's spending more money. He's not cooking the burgers like everybody else at McDonald's does. He puts some extra love in those burgers so they taste better. Mm-hmm. But it's like it's not about tasting, but it's about the bottom line. God damn it, your restaurant's like twenty percent less margins than everybody else. And mm-hmm. that's what he finds out. And then he uncovers that at the end. And he's gonna he tells them like we're gonna fire everybody. He's like I understand. You know you're the boss. I, I the guys really understand. He's like you're the kid. You're just trying to live up to your father's legacy it is what it is um before you go though i want you to taste one of my burgers and he cooks them a tiny burger and he tastes like my god this is the sort of burger all right, my dad I, all, right I'm ver- all right okay we gotta it's all very interesting we gotta we gotta just four minutes okay we gotta bring in the theme a little bit to the plot okay so he's the son of the ceo yes and the old man just died right and so he's got the keys to the kingdom but he's like again like you know everyone's like oh he's not as good as his old his old pops was mm-hmm. right and he's like i gotta get on the ground floor i gotta understand what's going on and yeah. why are my restaurants struggling right yes. and the because like and then so he goes on the ground floor to uh be like undercover at a at a failing burger time yes i okay and then you would do like, all right, like there's some sort of shrinking machine for a novelty thing that they make, right? Yeah. Like, like tiny ice cream cones or, yeah. you know, like, and again, they're like the, they're, it's, it's like huge... the dip and dots of. Yeah. Yeah. Know, yeah. So they shrink or maybe they shrink the burgers before they send them out. So people yeah. have to buy more of them. Yes. That's uh, good. The... <laughs> Instead of making small. Yeah. That's what they do. They, they make it and they're like, you know that uh, like a quarter pounder will cook down to uh, quite less than that. Well, guess what? With this new technology, we can go even further. <laughs> 
and this is to go even further beyond. Uh, you know what's great about that is that you can be like, you know what, we could come up with new sliders, we could come, you know, cut new bread, Small all bread. that stuff, or we could use a shrink ray and make sliders with that. But the problem is the, the setting gets cranked way too high. That's what. It well, was. he falls into it somehow. Yeah. yeah, like, and he gets so he gets shrunk down real tiny, right? And you can also make a classic where they were actually this machine was going to be to cook tiny patties and then it was going to ex- expand them and make them larger, but the machine gets reversed. The old, yeah, someone flips the switch. The, poli- it make, the it polarity make more sense. gets the company switched. would be like take okay. the same amount of ingredients okay. and then expand so they, it to okay. be larger. Okay, so they've got a machine that turns <laughs> tiny burgers into big, big burgers. burgers. Nice. But then wait. Okay, now I'm confused. <laughs> now I'm confused because how? But he's he's clearly building big sized burgers. No, he gets shrunk. Okay, he gets no, shrunk. I know, the, I know, oh, I know, no, I know. Big. But like, if they have this machine that t- builds takes tiny burgers and makes them big burgers, then when he gets shrunk. Wouldn't he be making tiny burgers? <laughs> he gets shrunk a lot. He gets shrunk. Yeah, he lot. gets both the polarity and intensity. Like he literally, he trips over the switch. So and it's like polarity what reverse. What you're postulating is that when someone plays Burger Time, they are in fact playing a very tiny man making very, slightly smaller okay, burgers. Okay, I think we need to get rid. Of, I think we need to get rid of. I think we need to get rid of the science fact of this and it would be more like two minutes two minutes okay okay this, I, I think the way he gets small would be something like the the head chef of this place realizes that he's the boss undercover mm-hmm. and he's like you're gonna fire all these good people like you know what sir you know what son you're too big for your britches or something mm-hmm. and it'd be like i don't know it'd be like he he doesn't get all, all the way home or he like sleeps in a shed instead and he wakes up and he's too big for it like i don't know i think it's just like a magical i, I like to sh- stick with the shrinking machine i'm telling okay. you the shrinking okay. machine just bear with me bear with me bear with me okay Two minutes. We got two minutes. Yes. Okay. So you do. He's the guy. He wants to figure out why the restaurants aren't doing well, right? Yes. He goes to investigate. There's a shrinking machine because they make they they. It's this. It's one of the. It's one of the dumb novelties that brings people in now, right? And they're like, they're like, it's great because people people like to see their food shrink. And <laughs> people like small. They're shit. paying more money for less food. It's terrific, right? So the like they shrink the ice cream cones and then you can have a tiny ice cream cone with your meal. And it's like wacky or whatever. He falls into the shrinking machine. He's tiny. He has this alternate identity now as like a, a working class. Joe and they're yeah. like his boss at the thing is an assistant manager who's a fucking hard ass he's like I don't care if you're four inches tall you still gotta make 50 burgers a day my dude like that's yeah. how it goes to make your minimum wage pay and so now he's minimum busting wage. He's, his minimum <laughs> wage he gets even less money yes. now they, through a loophole he only makes a nickel an hour because like you're 12th the size of a man you get 12th the paycheck he's like damn it so now he's busting I guess you could call a little bit of corporate downside. I'm just trying to think of the moment where like they hand him his I, pay and it's a quarter and we, he's like this tiny man holding this giant quarter that's very funny man I do want to pause just to recognize Freddie's very good corporate downsizing joke. <laughs> I, I heard it. So now, now he's working his buns off. Hey. Uh, and as he's working, he is discovering why the restaurants aren't doing well. And it's not because there's an overabundance of love. It's that there's no love in the burgers Damn. anymore. You know, he from from the uh, from the the other working Joes who are working the assembly line and the working Janes. He's learning from them that you know. Uh, like the like, man, this place just sucks to work. Seconds. And like, you know, there, no, there's no, we don't put any care and craft into our thing anymore. And it's because right? he doesn't put. It starts from the top. If he doesn't put love and craft, if he doesn't care about, he's burgers, the one who cut back on the safety yes. standards that allowed him to have this wacky pratfall <laughs> to begin with, right? Yep. Yep. So now everyone's searching for the CEO. There's a new guy who's gonna like, you know, it's like power behind the throne. Someone's taking over the company. He's got to figure out how to reverse the. Uh, the and, he's gonna, and by the way, the guy's gonna take it away from his family oh, who's had it. Your relationship story is there's a kid working at the burger place who's. Trying 
trying to put themselves through MIT. Do you know what I mean? Just a classic, you know, classic all-American story. And then he's got to team up with this person to help reverse the shrink ray. And then he learns about hard work and good values. And he comes back and you have that last scene where the guy's about to sign the paper and get into the boardroom. And he goes, stop. And they're like, he's back. You know, like the... What would be like, and why is this MIT kid of all the things he could be doing working at a burger place? Because his family loves burgers. Because he loves burgers. Because he remembers the first time he ate a Dave Thomas burger when he was 10 years old. And he wants and he wishes he could make burgers like that again. And he he re-inspires the CEO's love of burgers. And everybody gets pay raises. And it's a a happy ending. And it's a happy capitalism story. Burger time. Burger time. All right, folks. Late. Okay, cool. Very good. Very good. Clear your minds. Take a deep breath. Coming up (sighs) here. The 1985 classic from Atari, which featured a novelty bicycle handlebar control, which was a modified Star Wars yoke. Oh, We're doing yeah. Paperboy. Paperboy. Okay, okay. It's all okay. about that Paperboy. Dude, a lot of those games back in the 80s were about that grift, dude. That grind. That, that, yeah. that, that working class grift and grind, now that I think about it. Or just... Like, you know, killing, like, space aliens. But, this, you know, that too. I All right. I'm just the first, I'm just going to blurt something out. I feel like this is Wolf of Wall Street with a 12-year-old. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is good. The one thing I do want to make sure, because if I remember, Paperboy is fucking weird. It's weird. Yes, Because it's not just, Very like, the weird. normal. Aren't there, like, aliens and in, in stuff in there? So you are doing this weird thing where, yes, you're trying to throw stuff, but you can also be so destructive. Because, yes, there's a lot of hazards, but there's also, like, you can blow so many windows. And, yeah, basically, okay. it's a week. It's a, The game lasts for seven in-game days, Monday through Sunday, right? And you're a paper boy on a route delivering. You're chucking. You're trying to throw papers into people's mailboxes. Subscribers yes. and non-subscribers' homes, correct. I just remember, I swear it gets, like, weird. But the only thing I was There's always... Able- I remember the... I had the Game Boy version, which I could never get past the first level on as a kid. And there was, like, a skate park at the end that you would ride your bike through. Yes. Okay, so maybe it's not Wolf of Wall Street. Maybe it's, like, what was that? Premium Rush? The Jane... Premium the, Rush, the, yes, the correct. Joseph Gordon-Levitt movie where he's on the bike. Like, it's, like, the... All right. All right. What is what? What do you feel when you hear the word paper boy? Right. Other than the Zac Efron. I movie do feel. I do. To phrase point of destruction. I do feel like whenever I thought of paper boy, I thought of like the fun, like the chuckle you got when you like through the through the window, just through the window, the window, or like hit somebody. There's always an o- angry old lady or like a yeah. fucking cat that would chase after and you're like, you. Yeah. And I, even though the animation doesn't do it, I just imagine he flicks them off. Yeah, like, so Matt, yeah. you are correct. You are correct. There are a number of obstacles that are weird. So for example. Fire hydrants, storm drains, not not weird. Break dancers, it's the 80s <laughs> after all. Cars, skateboarders, drunks, kids with RC cars, a tornado, yeah. oversized house cats, and the Grim Reaper himself. Grim Reaper, that's what I was Death thinking. himself would Death show himself up. Death himself shows yeah. up. Okay. Okay. Is so this like one a, wild summer in Chicago in <laughs> one week. Yeah, it's one week or heat something. Wave. There's a heat wave in town. I definitely weirdly feel like, I guess for me personally, it's like the little weird venue. Because it was one of the first games where I feel like it had a really fun, like almost diorama view of modern day life. Yeah. Like a lot of games yeah, are like yeah. side scrolling, but like it was 3D and it was just like seeing people walk around and like, yeah, kids on skateboards and drunks and, and like smashing windows. It felt like you're in this like little mini, slightly hyper stylized your own life, but yeah, like a little yeah, bit yeah. weirder. So like that's why I said. Right. So something, so I like that to... we're gonna follow a paper boy over a week. I think yes. that's fun. And you over even do week, like yeah. Monday, Tuesday, like you can title yeah, card yeah, them yeah. out. I think this yeah, yeah. paper boy finds out he's got seven days to live because he's got a very rare leukemia. <laughs> 
Now here's what. Now here's here's <laughs> okay, here's the end I game. Like I like seven dealing days with death, to live. Seven days to live. Dealing with death is interesting. Right? Death is in the game. So dealing with that very quickly. Um, just so you know, in the game, not that we have to follow it, but the Sunday edition, the Sunday day is the hardest day. And if you win, you will get a headline on the paper itself. Paperboy wins award for outstanding paper delivery with you holding a trophy. Which you know whether or not they want that. Paperboy cheats death. <laughs> Cheap, yeah. If you lose, it says Paperboy calls it quits. Oh. So it's like I love that winning this game is you can keep your menial like your menial work. Hey yeah, man, job. you're a paper boy, dude. <laughs> job. Okay. Okay. All right. What if it's an early edition type twist and he gets tomorrow's paper? <laughs> or he gets okay. like he gets a pay, he gets a, he gets a paper delivered to him and it says news, you have seven oh, days to live. Oh, oh and it's oh, like oh, he's oh, like oh. someone in this town is gonna murder me. He's trying he's gonna deliver his route while trying to figure out who's gonna kill him on Sunday. But okay, but what about that though? Like he thinks he's gonna get murdered yes, by in someone seven days. And seven he's got seven days like he keeps getting these threatening notes every night, right? Yeah. Like you got seven days. And again, it's always like this like newspaper paper headline, right? So it's like, who is trying to kill me? Is it if, is it the the old lady who I threw the newspaper through her window? Is it the guy whose cat I ran over on my bike? Is it the other paper boy whose root I stole? You know, like is it? Is it? Do you know what I mean? Like it's. Is it? I'm trying to figure out. It's if, like a noir. Like it's like a little mini suburban noir. And like the it's like mm. what does the paper boy see as he's pedaling through the window? Do you know what I mean? Oh, it's like a rear window type of thing where yeah, it's like yeah yeah, he, yeah. yeah yeah. Okay okay this I could see because I think you want it to be that he I want like the paper root itself to be like the store like not just like the guy happens to be a paper boy and then he's investigating his own death mm-hmm. like is it like this is it he gets a message like i'm going to kill you on your paper route or something like that so like every paper i want like every paper route that you follow to be like its own adventure like he is he's doing it waiting and trying to avoid death itself like i just feel like you want you need the paper route to be like the core like and, there's, that's, the and by the way, that's the way that you do difficulty levels in the game is that there's three t- decisions. You have to either choose easy street, middle road, or the hard way. If it was like a race Paper car board, driver. The hard way. If yeah. it was a race car driver, it'd be like Stallone and they're like, four more races and I'm going to be the best race car driver in the world. You can't do it. Somebody said they're going to kill you on the track. It's like, I don't give a shit. I'm racing every can day. I, can I throw another wrench mm-hmm. in the works here? Yeah. What, another paper at the uh, what front window? What if you do that there is a serial killer? Who's killing paper boys? Okay, I and, like that. And right. then he's picking them off one by one, right? And it's and by the way, and it's the newspaper. It's like we're losing our paper boys. We're, yeah, we're like we can't get the news to the people. Where our subscriptions are down. You're like we can't. Do, it's causing this huge problem, and they're paying out major bucks to anyone who's willing to That's cheat. That's why death. every day it's harder because more and more paper boys are getting killed. So yeah. the route's getting longer and more difficult because oh, he's got to fill in other people's roots. Yeah, that's really. And then good. by the end, that's by the end, good. all the paper boys have been murdered or quit, and the last. The Sunday edition is like, it's like you're the only paper boy left. I can't and the ask Sunday you edition. Top can I, can I, all right, so something's been bugging me, which yeah. is I don't want to just. I feel like '80s games are all very dude bro centric. We yeah. don't have a girl character yet. So what I was going to say is, you do that. Your main character, her, your opening sequence is we're following the classic paper boy game. Uh, paper boy gets fucking murked at by, the end of it by and a murderer who looks like death. Who looks like death? Yes. And then uh, his little sister takes up his route because oh, cool. they've got to pay. For the, like yeah. the, they got a sick mom at home. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, she's yeah. taking up her brother's old rude. And yeah. meanwhile, she's trying to crack the mystery before she gets killed next. And she can't give up this job because she needs the money. You know what's, right. a, you know what's in the yes. Sunday paper, though? The identity of the killer. 
They <laughs> they blew it wide open. They figured it out. The investigative journalist at the Daily Whatever mm-hmm. figured out who the killer is, and she's like, "I have to get this news out <laughs> to the people." <laughs> so she's just or, like, "Oh, this person's the killer." Or 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 whatever. Or it's the political whatever. It's like it's the thing that blows everything wide open. So it's like it's an important paper that must be delivered, right? It's like it's the it's about the need for journalism to or act as that fourth estate breaking news the killer was her and now everyone in town knows it and her last route is the route to escape <laughs> that's stupid um how, how are we doing on time seven minutes we have three minutes left oh shit okay we just really chewed through that one yeah okay. well i feel uh, like the, no i like okay i like that though i like i like you start with paperboy all of our stories are gonna start with the thing like frogger dies and then paperboy dies but yes it is and then death comes and gets paperboy mm-hmm. and then you realize like there's a killer out there who looks like death who's wandering around and killing paperboys while they're on their route yes and then this girl takes the route up because she needs the money yeah and then even as more paperboys are either quitting or getting killed every day she's doing more and more because also it's like more money for her yeah yeah. Um, but it's more and more dangerous. And she has that, like, yes, you would yes. have, like, then she starts, she wants to start investigating. She in wants to solve time, the mystery. And yeah. her parents are like, you need to stop this. And she's like, I can't, Dad. You're sick. I need I need the money to pay her bills because, you know, ACA or something will do some political, you know, John but Q secre- type story. Secretly, she's doing it because she's always been in her older brother's shadow. Yes. And she likes the thrill. She likes yeah. the rush. She likes the attention. It's kind of like, uh, not the attention. She likes the, but you know, it's like in a ski free, right? No, it's, 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 it's an adrenaline rush. The she danger. Fi- she realizes yeah. she loves it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and she's the best, right? Yeah. Like, you know, like. She- <gasps> Death is a paper boy who, at the end of the day, not even the paper route could satisfy his intense adrenaline rush. And the only adrenaline rush was Death was murdering. Okay, it's so like, like Scream. I would imagine along the way, you're getting the suspects, right? Yes. Like, so you would do that, like the, who are your suspects? That, you know, okay, so I think, yes, obviously rival paper boy, like rival newspaper would be Number one, yes. right? Like someone's taking out the uh, old ladies that come out and scream and have had their windows broken. Yeah, there's like, like you know, that. like there's a there's a yeah, there's a creepy there's a creepy old lady who uh, who hates paper boys. Yes, right. The RC car kids, the paper boy ran over their RC car. Yeah, so you know she and she's finding out that the paper boys have been like, again because she's being inducted into this world of paper boys, and she's yeah. also finding out these kids have just been hooligans. Yeah, right? like the, all these sins that are being visited upon, visited upon them, they kind yes. of deserve right because they just act as impunity as the messengers yeah. and the arbiters of the news. Like, wait, so you get more money if you put them in the mailbox, but you purposely aim for the windows? Like, yeah, yeah it's rad when you do that. <laughs> then the window breaks. Okay, so, 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 who's the murderer? 30 seconds to figure okay, it out. Here's what I, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. It's her brother. She, he he faked his die. death. Yeah, okay. he's because he wanted to save the family. Because he was like, if, if paper boys start dying, you'll be able to make more money, right? So then you would do, he fa- so he started killing people, and then he got too high, and so then he faked his death, yeah. and then now he's picking off the competition. He's been watching over his sister this whole time. She's been trying to get out from under his shadow, and she still can't. And, and then, then she's like, how could he do this? He's like, tell me the truth. How much money have you made? Isn't dad, aren't we paying for dad's medical bills? And she's like, damn, if only we had universal health care. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, the last run is she's going to blow the whistle on him, so then she is Oh, she is. She's chasing. Gotta, she's being chased by death, yeah. and she's got to get back to the news because she discovers it right before her last day's yeah. day's uh, grind. So she's got to escape to get to the cops or something like that. Damn, and that's then, a dark ending. She's and like, then she takes her down little, her brother, right? Yeah, she's got to put her little brother in like life in and prison. And then she now. learns a valuable lesson about you know shitty little brothers about shitty older brothers. <laughs> the the end. end. Paper boy. Paper boy. <laughs> Clear your minds. Here comes number. How many more of these do we have? <laughs> Two more. All right. In 1982, this Nintendo sequel was the first to use Mario. The only time Nintendo's mascot was featured as an antagonist. 
That's right. Not Donkey Kong. Yep. Donkey Kong Jr. Oh, okay. shit. Donkey Kong Jr. You ever play this, Will? No, I've never... I've... It's essentially... It's very similar to Donkey Kong. But yes, it is Mario has trapped uh, Donkey Kong. Oh. And then Donkey Kong Jr. is trying to save... So, in like gameplay-wise, if Mario is a jumper, Donkey Kong Jr. is more like a swinger. So it's a lot of like going from rope to rope and avoiding, you know, I don't know, I guess Mario's evil minions or whatever. I, it is. I can't believe I've never heard of. This. Oh, it's class. Secret is this game is class. This game is better than Donkey Kong. This game yeah, it is, is a better game than Donkey Kong. Um, what I like, okay, if you were to take this, oh, it's tough. Is it in the Mushroom Kingdom or like Donkey? Because there's a world where it's like straight up Mario just came into Donkey Kong's home. Oh, it's like Straw Dogs with Mario. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a guy came in and captured the like, the king of the of the of the jungle, the king of their own yeah. kingdom, and the sun's got to come. The sun who was never good enough to take the throne, mm-hmm. like a Simba type story. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it comes back and it's going to save his father and save okay. the kingdom. Donkey Kong, I think, yes, Do- King of the Jungle, Donkey Kong, yeah. gets captured by Mario, his arch rival Mario, right? And then, yes, his son uh, is going to go rescue him, right? Yes. The, and then maybe it's like a Sins of the Father type thing where like, yeah, I was along about to say, the way... Is this, I mean, this is a sequel, so like Donkey Kong did do some shit. Yeah. Donkey Kong did show up and start smashing Mario City. Yeah, it's true. Is this revenge? Yeah. So like, is Mario... But why did... But why did Donkey Kong go to, to, yeah, why to Donkey- the Mario Kingdom to get Peach? Okay. It's so complex. <laughs> it's it's like here. Montagues and Capulets. And it's weird. It's not like Mario's doing anything. Mario just seems to be more mo- like doing it because he can. <laughs> He's like just I exerting his power. He's just exerting his power. Um, shit. Okay. This is a... This is a little tougher one, Freddy. This is a spicy boy. Okay, okay. The Donkey Kong Jr., also called Simply Jr., tries to rescue his father, Donkey Kong, who has been imprisoned, is guarded by Mario. Donkey Kong must rescue his father by working his way through a series of four screens. Uh, Mario attempts to stop Donkey Kong Jr. by releasing animals and putting obstacles in his way. When Mario's Kong- kind of doing the whole Dr. Robotnik thing, right? Like capturing all the animals of the of the No, forest. he's using the animals, which maybe implies that, like, Donkey Kong wasn't the best king. I don't know. Um, <laughs> that's pretty much what happens. Okay. <laughs> okay. So you, other animals are helping Mario. Okay, but maybe that's part of the mystery. It's like why are the why are the animals turning against Donkey Kong? Yeah. And like, but maybe it is like Mario's up to no good. Maybe Mario is the bad guy this time. I think Mario's the bad guy. You have this to time. make him the bad guy. Okay. Yeah, you have all to. Right. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, I don't think you want to do a. Oh well, you know Donkey Kong deserved it. Fuck that. Like the. Yeah. Uh, it's not a fun movie. No. Um, it's almost like it's like Apocalypto, where like the it's he's running home. He's running to save his family or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I like, I mean, it doesn't it feel a little bit like it would be. Um, yeah, I mean, because that's like that's more like the he's got to because this is that would be more like if Donkey Kong Jr. Okay, yeah, was, was stuck was in a his, was yeah. stuck in a hole with rising water. Yeah, and then Donkey Kong, played by Mel Gibson, has to has to <laughs> directed escape. by Mel Gibson's not. In oh yeah, Apocalypse. that's right. Has to escape. Has to escape the evil Mario. Uh, Even Mel away. Gibson, I think, realized <laughs> it would not have been good for him to play. You know, that Mel guy. Gibson was originally casted as the main character of Apocalypto, and then the director Mel Gibson was like, maybe this is a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. Okay, but okay. So, um, seems like that's why I was going with not to just do uh, Lion King exactly, but it, it feels like Junior, who's mm-hmm. clearly it feels like somebody who tries to live up to their father. Yes. Um, you, you would have to do this thing where he's got a struggling relationship with his dad, and then here's a chance for him to prove himself, mm-hmm. right? Like if he was told like you're not ready to be king, like this is a chance for him to prove that he can be king. 
I mean, that, I, I like just, that. I'm just sorry. It's just it's the Simba. It's like this. You gotta. You could this. you do this turn <laughs> where like because I feel like it's also like this like king of the jungle. This is this is nothing. Uh, I feel like there's this very much like like the king of the jungle ideas. Like this very much something that's like a very human interpretation of the animal kingdom, right? Yeah. Could you do that? Like the twist is that Donkey Kong isn't a king, and mm-hmm. Junior just thinks he's a king, <laughs> right? Like imagine like 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 fucking like Junior's going around. And he's like, hey, my dad's king of the jungle. You got to say me. They're like, your dad is an asshole. Like I don't like. He's just we're all there's no king. It's just a jungle, it's dude. A jungle. Like, it's literally yeah. Actually, how come the jungles used metaphorically to express like it's a jungle out there like there's no rules and there's no leaders but there's, but there's also, also apparently the a king. king of the jungle which is okay um, but i guess that's the idea because it's like it's no rules so if you're the guy who can like be in charge of the no rule place then you're pretty cool pretty cool um uh, his dad runs a burger place okay all right okay all right so so far we've got nothing all well, right i i i i'm trying let's to talk get, about junior feel like you're con- you're you, we gotta do i think it's he's king of the jungle and mario's coming and taking the king of the jungle yes. okay like, so all right so all right so I, my three questions one, what, what's Junior's deal? Who is he going on this adventure with? And why is Mario kidnapping his dad? Okay. Uh, maybe he's like, okay, all right. I'll, I'll shoot from the hip on this one. Uh, Mario's arresting Donkey Kong. Yeah, for his crimes. For in the his Mushroom crimes Kingdom. in the Mushroom Kingdom. And, uh, um... <gasps> okay, okay. You broke this thing wide open, Will. Here's what it is. Donkey Kong is like, you're going to be the king of the jungle. And Donkey Kong Jr. is like, no, dad, I told you. I want to go be a lawyer. <laughs> and he, he's gonna, I'm interested. He's gonna run up, and then Mario, and he's like, and he's ashamed. He's like, "You're such a beta, dude, man. You want to go be a lawyer? Like, go be a king of a jungle with me. Like, we run this place. Like, Dad, don't you understand? Like, justice matters. And when it's like, hell no. You know what your dad does for fun? He goes, he goes, he goes, and he takes Princess Peach. I'm super rad. He's like, Dad, I wish we could just come together sometime. I wish like we could see each other's point of views. And he's like, God, you're such a liberal cuck. And then, then you do Mario comes back for, and then Mario comes back as a raging lunatic who's mm-hmm. not who's not satisfied because he's not having a good home life with Peach anymore. She's like, why do you save me sooner? And he's like, and Mario's feeling like a beta cut too. <laughs> so Mario We're getting a real peek into this <laughs> other side of Matt's psyche here. So then Mario comes to trap uh, Donkey Kong. Mm-hmm. And Donkey Kong Jr. is going to save him because the back half of it is going to be a courtroom drama. I, okay, so I don't know about all this red pill shit you just laid down, but like. No, this is going to be an anti red pill movie because it's going to be Donkey Kong Jr. is going to use his intellect and humanity to save his dad. And like, he's going to come up with like, it's going to be justice in the mm-hmm. end. Like, he's like, Dad, you did wrong. Mario did wrong. You two need to apologize. And maybe if you look into each other's eyes, you realize like, maybe you two are the people who care about each other the most. And it ends with Donkey Kong and Mario hugging and crying. And everybody's like, see, and that's, this is. That's- the stage for all of their future collaborations yes. on the tennis court, so on yes. the go kart track. Okay. He all makes right. them friends. He brokers peace between the jungle and the mushroom kingdom because he understands that these are just men who are just and lonely you call it and they need to find a healthy form to express their emotions. You call it to kill a donkey bird, uh, to kill a donkey bird, <laughs> to kill a donkey. Kong. Okay, all right, all right. How much time do we have left? Technically, thirty seconds on this one. <laughs> oh my god, we just really burnt out. I was uh, Princess Peach is the other core character in this thing, right? Yeah. Like yeah. the, and I think you do that, Princess. Oh, oh, oh! I got it. Princess Peach is fucking fed up. Of, I always think of that Princess Peach in the that context of when they say that, like in the game of patriarchy, women aren't a team they're the ball that gets uh-huh. kicked around between the two teams yeah. so that's again i think it's actually from anita sarkeesian's video on princess peach yeah. is that like she is like this this damsel that is constantly kicked around mm-hmm. back and forth essentially so i think you would do princess peach has gone missing 
right? Mm-hmm. And Mario's like, it's fucking DK. He's got her fucking <laughs> hidden somewhere. So he arrests Donkey Kong as, you know, sort of like officer of the law yeah. of the Mushroom Vigilante. Kingdom. And so Judge, off, jury, and executioner. Okay, so it starts off with Donkey DK Jr. being like, I got to get my dad off for this. He didn't do it. Like, yeah. he's actually innocent this time. I don't get along with him. This is my chance to prove to him yeah. that I'm a good lawyer, right? So now he's swinging through the Mushroom Kingdom on his vines, trying to d- build a case. Halfway through, he discovers that Princess Peach just ditched. She's like, fuck this. Well, like, yeah, I, would do I that need these guys. Court. Huh? Yes, I would do that. The well, reveal. She becomes, his, she becomes his surprise witness in the case. Yes. Do you yes. know what I mean? Yes. And yes. so then it's about him and Princess Peach trying to find a new way for there to be peace between the between Mario and I mean, I'm, I'm very happy to give Princess Peach the like like the realization, like, no, she just left you. But I feel like she shows up as a surprise witness. I feel like this is, I'm just saying, I feel like this is Donkey Kong Jr. is the, t- the titular character of the thing. I think this is about a, a, a lawyer boy proving to his macho man and equally so he's macho. Gotta, but he's got to uncover what yes. the beef between his dad and Donkey Kong is. Yes. Like, why? But again, like, Prince, again, it's, you always come down to this question of why is Princess Peach getting kidnapped? Yes. Why did you, Why did she get kidnapped? So he's going to figure that out. Yes. I do think he runs into her at some oh, point. Oh, absolutely. And I think you would do that. He's got to convince her to testify. Well, I don't know what you would yeah. but or whatever, but right? Mario, like, Mario, Mario. She testifies against Mario. Mario, Mario realizes that he's just a horrible man, either husband or boyfriend or whatever they were, and it's his fault that she left, and she's going to go. She's her own person, and she's. Again, I love what they do in Odyssey. She's just gone off to do what she's always wanted to do, which is photograph shit and what you know her life goal. And mm-hmm. and and really, he's just he was just looking for somebody to connect with. And he went to his enemy because he's got all this again toxic masculinity going on. And Donkey Kong Junior is gonna you know. They're both going to get some. The new generation time. is going to fix the problems of the old. Yes. Oh, you do. Okay. Here's what you do. The core relationship is it's he's being he keeps getting contacted by this mysterious informant, mm-hmm. and he's trying to figure out who it is that's leading him, you know, to this evidence to exonerate DK. But like, you know, seems to have their own motive going on. He's like, who the fuck is it? And yeah. of course, it's Princess Peach, and that's yes. what he figures out. And then she becomes a surprise witness in the trial, and then there's peace between the kingdoms somehow. Give yes. me a break. It's ten minutes. Yeah. Okay. All right. And the, the theme ultimately is that men need to take responsibility for fixing problems with patriarchy. <laughs> okay. Donkey Kong Jr. Smash the patriarchy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. The last one here. Take a deep <gasps> breath. Last one. You can see the see the finish line around the corner. One of the most popular games of all time. 1981. Midway Namco. Originally. Off of a bootleg hack of the more uh, well-known namesake. That's right. Different mazes, faster speed, rewards, fruit rewards, Miss Pac-Man. Hell yeah. Miss Pac-Man, baby. Ms. Let's hit it. Friggin' Pac-Man. Okay. Pac-Man. Okay, what's, what's okay, up? Okay, so it feels like it has to be a metaphor for something, right? Because Pac-Man is like you're running around the maze, you're eating, right? The joke is like you're eating pills and like, and like, Ghosts are chasing you. It's like it's drugs. It's a drug <sighs> metaphor almost. Think, ooh, oh. Actually, according to the creator of the game, it is a is a metaphor for hunger. <laughs> so I'm just saying. Yeah, you think? Oh shit, maybe he was being sly about that. <laughs> no, what's crazy? Okay, so here's the crazy story of Pac-Man is that the game the game designer was like, I want to design a game that uh, that women will play, like that will be appealing for women. And you're yeah. like, oh, good for you. And he's like, what do women like to do? Well, they like to eat. Am I right? And then he did a game <laughs> called Pac-Man about eating. Um. For those that don't know, uh, Pac-Man, you play like a pizza slice, a uh, full pizza with a slice missing. You, pl- you play just a big mouth, and you go around a maze eating little pills, but then if you eat a big pill, you can consume these ghosts. The ghosts, ghosts. that are chasing And you. yes, there are ghosts that are sitting in the middle of the maze in like a trapped in like a home or a cage, and they come out every once in a while and try to kill you. Well, but see, I like what I like the metaphor there is like it's your past. It's the ghosts of the people you have wronged or whatever, right? <laughs> Chasing you. And the idea that like 
consuming substances is what keeps them at bay. It is. That that metaphor is in there. It is very, I will say this, it's, Pac-Man is almost like a game Franz Kafka would design. Mm -hmm. Like, it is, like, again, like, having just watched the Orson Welles version of the trial, like, it is very abstract and weird, and, like, is bureaucracy as a maze, and this guy wandering around in search of a, not even knowing what crime he's been accused of. Um... Like the idea that, because like the first thing I was, I was like, what is Andre Tarkovsky's Pac Man? Like the, I feel like it is an abstract game, and I feel like this is an art house movie. Like, okay. I, yeah, I feel, feel like, like our, 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 uh, Darren Aronofsky would do Freddy's version. It's like this, like person chasing like drugs, yeah. yeah, yeah, like trying to find a solution. But and you know, if they get like, yes, the ghosts of their past are always haunting them, and they're running from it. Okay, and every once in a while, they can consume enough to destroy it for a moment. But but that but that 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 safety is fleeting because the ghosts just come back. Yep, like they, you can't you you never kill all four. Ghosts. You can't kill yeah. ghosts. When you kill man. them, they just they just blink their eyes and they go back to their home or essentially your deep psyche and they regrow. They and reemerge strong faster, and re- stronger, yes, and, and more invincible. And You're running faster. It's like a Gaspar Noe movie. Yeah, like yeah, it's like Into the Void or something like that. Um, okay, and then I think by the way, because this also the story of Miss Pac-Man is her meeting Pac-Man and falling in love, and then I think they have a kid. Yes, like they do. I think oh, a stork. They, a stork. Yeah, they get married does. and have a kid, and then a stork brings them a child. Um, so I wonder if that's almost like you do these like flashback sequences, like of her relationship with, because that's like, you know, like Uh, people always kind of think you're like, Oh, is this, you know, like, this is the story between the game, but it's like, maybe it's like, she's okay. Like maybe she's like a, um, was a bummer. I was like, maybe it's like a story about drug addiction, like train spotting yeah. or something like that. Like the, okay, all right, all right, all right. It's the hours meets Pac-Man. Bear with me. <laughs> okay. She, you know, she meets Pac-Man. They fall in love. They get married. They have a kid. He goes off to, you know, he's, it's like the 1950s <laughs> or whatever. Okay. And it's like the, uh, he's, you know, like uh, she's at home and then she's like, you know, taking like, like a, like uh, methamphetamines basically to keep up with like the demands of being a housewife. And she's, I don't know. How about if it's like gender swapped star is born because you do miss Pac-Man is this hip pop star called Miss Pac-Man because it sounds like I don't know a pop star name okay um, <laughs> and it's a drug addiction movie okay um, uh, spoilers for Star is Born if you haven't seen any of the various versions but uh, I mean it doesn't end well for um, for Bradley Cooper for Bradley Cooper uh, again if you're gonna do the story of Pac-Man like you never beat Pac-Man um, it is it is a, it is an, it eventually destroys you <laughs> so it'd be it would be that and then the character the Star is Born character is kind of like this chance to try to you know, have a better life than, than what it was. But again, they're constantly at the same time, like the rise of the new Pac-Man of, of, of the new star is born character of Bradley Cooper. So, so her name is Miss Pac-Man yes. and then she has a meet cute with a guy who just happens to be named Pac-Man. Is yes. What you're saying yes. Is well, also Bradley movie. Cooper, but yes, yeah, so fine. He meets, she meets Pac-Man and she's like, I'll show you the ropes kid. And it's like, this is a chance for like to live a better life. But every single time, like right when he gets his what first is- success, she has a flashback to her first success, which is when she, you know, she started taking drugs and having this addiction and whatnot. And then it ends with her suicide that sounds real real dark <laughs> well um, i mean that's what you're going down um uh, how much time do we have freddie five minutes five minutes okay Freddie, jump in there because you started with you the... you kicked us down this road well, with your saying, weird fucking i'm just saying that i don't think drama. i mean I, I just don't think that there's a way of doing this literally because you're you're the enemies are ghosts already we're in a metaphysical realm 
And even, you know, just to look at Pac-Man as a whole, right? It's about consumption and it's about an unwinnable game, right? The way that you win this is you get all the way to the end and the game gets destroyed, right? It's the end of the universe and the game itself glitches out. That's You hit the kill screen, right? So as a game, the idea of, like, being chased and being able to, like, hold back the bad guys briefly at, at the very least suggests to me something, you know, in the sense of, like, you know, a man on the run, at least from the Pac-Man side of things, right? And I think the Miss Pac-Man side of it's a little interesting twist on that. But that, but fundamentally, it's the same gameplay. It is... Yeah. You're chasing the high. If, 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 getting, ultimately, up on, if ultimately. getting up on stage and feeling alive for a second is taking that big pill and lets you ignore, bounce away the ghost for a second, it only, it only lasts so long Then you got to come home and go back to your trailer and go to bed and deal with, your, deal with the ghosts of the past. Okay, here's what I would say then. I and also think, you eat fruit, which, you know. <laughs> which is good. All right. Which is good I'm going to zag a all right, little all right, bit. All right. Imagine that this is the kind of movie we're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. And the, oh, oh, I got it. It's a ba- just bear with me. Okay. You're gonna groan for a, a second, okay. and then I, I'm gonna then you're gonna be like, "Wait, he's right." Miss <laughs> Pac-Man is the metaphor in the movie, and then the movie is about it's your Star Wars born thing with two pro gamers in the '80s, and the game is Miss Pac-Man, right? And then, but it's also this story about addiction and chasing the rush and all that other stuff and the rise and fall and all that. But then you have like that fucking monologue at the end where it's like. You know, it's like in Miss Pac-Man when you're when you're getting chased and you're just in that moment, but like you're always you can't beat back the demons. Do you know what I mean? Like it's like I'm not saying it's necessary. No, yeah, I mean yeah, I, yeah. I prefer if we're gonna do Star Wars Born, I prefer not to be about singing, but about video games. This is technically supposed to be a Miss Pac-Man movie. Um, oh, oh, because oh, what I would do is Miss Pac-Man's the new game. I would do that because when did Miss Pac-Man come out? It came near the farther end of oh no, it didn't. Eighty two. But let's say like this was a pro gamer who started like really early, like 1979. What I got? Can I get? Okay, so I remember I was reading a book about arcade culture in the 80s when I was doing research for Polybius, the episode Mm -hmm. we did in Dimension 404, and I remember seeing this really poignant story about it was this kid and his best friend, and their whole thing was they were obsessed with asteroids and there's a heyday of video games this is essentially oh you know what this whole thing is one movie and we pull out of these stories into our last story miss pac-man which is about the kids who've been playing these video games right and so here's what you do is that the story as i remember was about these two kids and like their whole thing was they would play they would go from they, they like they went to every asteroids arcade machine in their hometown to try to get the top score mm-hmm. on every single one of them to just kind of spread their dominance right so you do it's two kids who do that with miss pac-man it's like these two gamers who meet each other right but the story is about an addiction and escapism for video games. It's like about that hit of video games and like what the problems you are running away from that you can never escape. So this was a Twilight Zone. Yes, I like this. If this was a Twilight Zone movie, this would be the I would do Miss Pac-Man is the rapper that you're cutting to in between these stories. You're following these kids like right when they're done with the Paperboy movie or whatever. Yeah, yeah, you kind yeah. of these kids just play Paperboy and they're going on to their next game. But these kids have you know whatever a boy and a girl or like brother and sister or whatever they're having problems at home. They have trouble at home and video games is their escape. Is their escape. Quarter they at a time. chase. They run away from their ghosts and they play their video Those games. Those dots but are quarters. But yes, but they're going to have to face it at some point. I don't know what the end of that it would be like. And they, it's it's like you get the power pill and it's this fle- when you're in the pocket, right? Yeah. Like it's like you're most of the time you're just pumping in quarters, right? But yeah. occasionally you're in the fucking pocket, right? And it's like when you get that power pill and it's 
all of a sudden you go from being this weak little kid who's being chased all over the earth by all of your problems to when you're playing this video game, you feel alive. And for that moment, you're, you're Donkey Kong swinging through the jungle. You're Burger Time Man making burgers. And then, but it's over. And then you're back to that I would grind. do, it is a brother and sister, just so that it can also be, I don't know if you do this video game anthology, like, video games suck and escape from reality sucks. I would do, it's this brother and sister, and what you find out, and what you end up finding the story is, is that two parents were fighting, and this brother and sister ran away because they couldn't take their parents fighting anymore. Oh. And the ghosts are their parents are in their cars panicking because their kids ran away mm-hmm. and they're trying to find them and the final thing would be they're playing Miss Pac-Man they finally can't avoid it anymore and the parents come in and they have a little you know they have their family breakdown or their their talk and then they're like wait wait what were you kids doing and they're like hey do you guys want to play and like the family sits there and they play Miss Pac-Man together holy shit there it is man and you're like oh and they're like yeah and you're like man this video game like you sorry know- mom and dad were yelling like we gotta we gotta we have things to take care of but we you know we love you you mm-hmm. know and they're like oh what were you guys doing it's like we just wanted to play video games and, and they're like oh you want yeah they- how- you want to show us how to play <laughs> you do okay yes that's exactly yeah. it and here's what you do is that the two kids like I remember when I was a kid my parents had this gigantic change jar mm-hmm. in their bedroom where they would just put their loose change there was just tons and tons of quarters mm-hmm. in there they stole the quarters on their way out of the house yeah, yeah. and they've been pumping them they're just like it's like you know like almost like a like a after hours or like you know before midnight or whatever yeah. it's like these two kids just going hog wild with these quarters right and they're gonna just burn through them yeah, yeah and yeah. like but wait and then at first you think it's just these two kids on a fun spree right but then we realize like oh shit they've got a problem like you know it's like the guy at the store recognizes them like hey your parents are looking for you and yeah. then they run you yeah. know what I mean like the like and then you even maybe do like they're out of quarters and there's that dramatic moment it's like is there are they gonna steal money yeah, to yeah, get yeah. to play more video games yes. but then you have that but then it's like no they let their parents find them and then they yeah, have yeah. this moment and then the dad pulls out more quarters and they go to play more video yes. games all right and that that came together know, pretty nice i don't know what this was but it was a, <laughs> a rollicking romp through it was it was a really nice romp except for that weird uh donkey kong jr episode yeah the donkey kong jr <laughs> episode's pretty weird that's what the kids are like really losing it they're like yeah. i'm so angry <laughs> like, mario sucks <laughs> Donkey Kong Jr. That was it. That was what was that? Let's go through from the top. That was Frogger, Paperboy, mm-hmm. Donkey Kong Jr., Burger Time, and Miss Pac-Man. As the rapper of that. As the rapper anthology. of this, what what became an arcade classics, Golden Age of Arcade Game Classics anthology movie. Wow. All right. That was fun. What do we call the movie? Story Ready Maker. Player One. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take a quick break. Please hang around, listen to it, and then we're going to wrap this up right after this. Hi, everybody. My name is Justin McElroy. And I'm Sydney McElroy. And together we're the hosts of Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. What does that mean for you, the podcast consumer? Well, it means that you're going to get a lot of stories about how we used to do weird stuff to people in order to try to fix them. Do you know that we used to think diseases were caused by bad smells? And that we used to eat mummies for medicine? That's super funny. I kind of like well, thanks, and we hope you'll kind of like our show, Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. It's available every Friday wherever fine podcasts are sold or at its beautiful, picturesque home at MaximumFun.org. All right. 
Welcome back. This is a weird episode. One, because we recorded on a Saturday. Two, because it's hours before I need to get on a plane here and get out of here. Leave you chumps behind. But uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for bearing with us. Thank you for playing along with us. Hey. And I don't think, if you can't tell, I don't think we're going to do any sort of trailer because that would be a weird one to cut. Yeah, a very hard to. trailer to do. So. I think we kind of pitched every episode. I feel like that as we were doing kind it. of kind of formed the elevator pitch of the movie idea. So I think we're just going to... So you, that's enough podcast for you guys. You're cut off. Yeah, we're done. <laughs> Get out of here, you bums. <laughs> Thank you again to MaximumFun.org for having us on their podcast network and hopefully keeping us on after this wild experimental <laughs> episode. Thank you to Cameron Covell for slicing and dicing these episodes together. And uh, thanks to my co-hosts, oh, thank Matt and you, Will. Freddy. Oh, thank you, Freddie. For, for coming by on the weekend and... Having just a good time every week here on the on the radio on the on the on the mics, Matt. You can work on your mic technique, but you know I know <laughs> you're you. trying. I know you're trying. I will say that as a, for a little for that was nice to hear, Freddie. I gotta say that that kind of touched me a little bit because if you guys <laughs> want to know, uh, me, Will, and Freddie have literally been uh, probably with each other about twenty hours a day for the past like ten weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty disgusting. It's at this getting point. a little crazy. <laughs> so um, we're, uh, there's a little Stockholm syndrome going on, or the reverse of that happening. So uh, this is very nice. So yeah, Zyborn Clock literally is just coming out today as yeah. we're posting this. So we unfortunately do not have any Zyborn Clock fan art uh, yet, but if we do, we will share that next week's episode. Uh, and yeah, I think uh, that might have just about do us. You did a little Kermit the Frog there. I think uh, Airworm. Uh, Frogger the Frog. Uh, yeah. a, on that very bad uh, Frogger impression. Why don't you start us off here, Will? All right. You've been listening to Story Break, and here's the sentence part. I'm doing the sentence. Time works like a broken clock if you shit on the only part that you use. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, everybody. Thank you. The secret is out. I, Open Mike Eagle, officially had a wrestling match. And on the next Tyson fights, I'm talking all about it. From the rap battles that got it started. Open Mike, you ain't ready. Oh, really? You cold like oh, some really? <laughs> And to how I hurt myself in ways I didn't know I could. That day and the day before, I got so many texts from people who really care about me who were like, please don't break your neck. The only place you can get the full story is on the newest episode of Tights and Fights. Find it on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get podcasts.